Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 34. I am Hunter, aka Table for Two, and I am joined today by Mellified and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing? Hey, this is Mellified. I am doing very well. It is a holiday weekend for us here, uh, Labor Day, and uh, can't beat some days off. Yeah, it is quite nice. Yeah, are they going to have like middle management day? Because really, <laughs> it's it's like the laborers get their day, but the middle management just gets overlooked. Uh, I think the the anti capitalists would claim that every other day is middle management day. <laughs> but uh... excellent. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys been playing lately? I mean, we've. Uh... We haven't really talked recently about some of the, some of the big things that we've been playing. Anything of note that you guys are are into? Uh, well, I've been playing a fair bit of uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Um, when I can find people to play with, playing with the AI is is awful, but uh, it's a lot of fun to play multiplayer co-op for sure. Just captures that Aliens vibe. Um, where like Alien Isolation captured the Alien vibe, Aliens Fireteam absolutely captures the feel of being a uh, space marine. Yeah, I just wish that the Alien game from when was that 2010 when they made that? Um, if that one had co-op, that would be great because it's got multiplayer, but it's like adversarial multiplayer. I don't think it's got co-op in it. But it's, I, I don't know, man. It's like that game had atmosphere that this one kind of didn't for me. Yeah, I mean, it's to each their own. I mean, I think I think part of the problem is, as Mellified pointed out to him, we can definitely talk about it later because I know it's in our show notes, but I guess getting right off the bat, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it because uh, I've been playing a little bit of Aliens uh, Fire Team as well. The interesting thing about that game, as Mellified pointed out, is that it's definitely better when you're playing with other people because when the AI does get involved, it do- it just doesn't feel fun. Um, there's a certain element of coordinating with uh with your friends in order to do it. I do think though that if I if I play it more often, I think I in order to feel like there's a real challenge, I think uh, harder difficulties are a must. Um, yes. because there are times where if, if you do, if you set it all up, right, you know, you're just, you're just a wall of bullets spraying down all of these aliens. And there's really kind of no threat. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, know. as you go up in difficulty, it turns off the, uh, highlighting, uh, when you zoom in on aliens, it also, uh, enables friendly fire. So the combination of those two alone uh, makes it significantly more challenging. Yeah, I feel like the smart gun should keep the highlighting. Gun's not. Or it depends on what optic you've got on the gun kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, that would probably make sense. The, I think the reason they didn't do that is the if you beat the story missions, it unlocks a fifth recon class, which has a like spotting grenade that you throw out and then it highlights everything. So I think I suspect that's why they uh, didn't do that with the smart gun. Yeah. Although it would make sense to the smart gun to do it just for your character versus the recon doing it for everybody. Yeah. Cause the smart gun, like you could look in the dark and see all the aliens, you know, or whatever, but other people can't. So then, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would make. And sense. also, that's a that's a big problem that I have is the game is not dark enough. Like it's it's too well lit in those places. So maybe mm. it gets that way in later levels or something. But it was like that you know, first space station we were in. It was like being in Sears. I, I think that might be overstating it a little bit. But yeah, it is definitely not um, dark and, and brooding. They do have DLC planned. The deluxe edition of the game included a, a pseudo season pass. Um, so maybe we'll get some some darker levels as we yeah, because they said there's like three DLCs right out the gate, right? So that's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, well, moving right along, I think Aliens Fireteam Elite definitely has uh, a lot going on for it that's good. Um, I, I, I think we're all on the same page that we would like to see some more added to it. Uh, some, some more improvements over time would be nice. But um, for the most part, it's a, it's a pretty good game, I, I would say, on the whole. So. Yeah, I, I was just going to comment. I think Jim's on to something. Like, if the levels were darker and you had a flashlight, you know, mounted to your gun I, or something, I, or your helmet. Yeah, give it give it a little bit of the, uh, the, the intensity. Because I don't feel like that, that scariness of Aliens is here. I do feel like the vibe of Aliens is here, like where I'm, you know, I'm part of a squad and we're killing aliens. But I don't think the the uh the tenseness of it of 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 what you're doing is there you know what i'm saying the aesthetic is there but the 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 feeling of the intensity is not well it's like you got too many hit points if you get grabbed you should be dead right again yeah the harder difficulties definitely amp up things like acid damage that you take um and how much uh some of the the alien grabs are insta kills uh for the harder monsters for example i know on the higher difficulties as well so i think it's just a question of of cranking that knob up uh once you finish the story once you can go to the really hard difficulties yeah game does a a job of telegraphing when you're about to get hit though it's like yeah hey there's like an ammo crate and three turrets that i can deploy here in a chest oh here it comes and then, then you got like two minutes to set up and then the aliens are coming and it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, telegraphed pretty hard. That's fair. Yeah, it definitely does that. Well, uh, moving right along, what else we got here? We've got a, a good bit of news to actually cover today. So what do we got here, Malphite? Well, uh, the game Sovereign Syndicate is... Uh, been announced it's an rpg with a tarot instead of dice and uh one of the features apparently is that you can play as an alcoholic minotaur <laughs> excellent that's just tuesday <laughs> yes yes well I, I just i'd never put those two things together in my brain uh alcoholic and minotaur so uh that definitely sounds interesting uh we'll we'll see how good the game is but it's a good hook well, um, we're also going to be getting a Crisis Remastered Trilogy, and that's coming out in October. They finally have given us an October release date. But I'm I'm kind of curious, though, like, uh, is this a series that needed a remaster? Yeah, because modern computers are finally able to run Crisis 3, so they got to like, <laughs> bump it back up. They have to keep oh, the meme no. alive. The the original one of the original memes, you know. But you know, can it run Crisis? Yes. 
Yeah, it's like it's like Star Trek when between Star Trek one or the Star Trek of the original series and Next Generation, they re refactored what warp speeds meant so that they <laughs> could go lots lot faster, but still call it warp five. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So now we have Crisis Remastered is now the new benchmark for modern modern PCs. Hmm. Um Good bit of news for Destiny 2 players. Uh, Jim, I know you're a, a, a junkie. Is that fair to say, as the word? No, former, I'm, I'm kind of like... I, I played it pretty intensely for a season. And then the mm. next season started, and it was just kind of like... Uh, yeah, I'll get back to it. I haven't got back to it. Well, they, they've they added a, a fair bit uh, to the game as far as cross-platform features go. And the latest addition is now that they have cross-platform voice chat. So if you're playing with your friends on different systems, you can uh, actually hear each other without having to go to Discord or something like that. So or that's kind of cool. Randomly match made with Chocolate Milk Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another kind of random update. So The Sims 4 has been out for what seems like forever. Um, one of the early add-ons came out in 2015, the, the Sims 4 Spa Day. And apparently EA is going back and uh, updating it to add features that are available in the newer uh, engine and the newer uh, mod packs for the game. So uh, kind of interesting that they're spending that much time on something that's almost seven years old at this point. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned that because th there seems to be a growing trend of games that are coming out that then, that then gets stayed out with no new version. And they just keep adding content to that. Like, I mean, I think the, the biggest one at this moment has got to be Grand Theft Auto V. Like, right? Like, they keep supporting the crap out of that. And the, the online stuff just keeps getting content all the time. You well, know, that's a fair, fair point. But I think what's weird about Grand Theft Auto Online is the game itself doesn't get any new content in terms of single player. It's only the online portion. Okay, then let's go to another news article and talk about Skyrim. <laughs> How about that? Yes, yes. Well, Skyrim Anniversary Edition, not to be confused with the remaster that came out five years ago now. Um, Skyrim Anniversary Edition has been announced. It is an updated version of Skyrim that includes over 500 Creation Club mods. So these are mods that have been submitted to uh, the Bethesda mod system. And basically they're going to incorporate all of this additional content into the game and uh, get some more uh, of the expansions in there and more just quests and characters and bosses spells uh dungeons so and if be... you already if you already have what was it the other edition this the you special get, edition i think you, yeah you you get this for free do i or do you not uh i believe you can upgrade it's not clear if it's a free or will be a paid 
upgrade but well but yes a lot of this is mod content it kind of seems like it would almost have to be free because people would be pretty pissed off if but that's well, just cashing in on the mod community kind of like the sims so skyrim is a decade old right like it came out yeah. in 2011 and they keep putting Skyrim on all the things, on all the consoles, and now we're getting this anniversary edition update. So I'm just saying that the trend is starting to grow as we're starting to see games that have been out for quite a while just continue to be supported. Well, as like crazy. A like, my runner. wife just threw down 40 bucks on EA, right? And I saw it on the credit card, and I'm like, what the hell did you get for 40 bucks on Origin? She's like, oh, yeah, there is, like, a new Sims 4 DLC. It's like forty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So they've um, basically continued to sell that game multiple times. I don't know. She's probably three hundred dollars into The Sims for a forty dollar game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Part. It's easy to do with all the add-on content for sure. Um, a bit of of nice uh game preservation news uh a company called sunrise games has completed a revival server for toontown online which was an early mmo from disney that was uh designed to be kid friendly and um they are also planning to work on a lego universe server so that they can uh bring that back as well so no, that's good. That that is good because it it kind of sucks that that happened the way that it did. So I'm glad that they're working on trying to bring that back. Because um, the last thing you want to be is Roblox. So, no doubt. Yeah. See, the problem is though, as an adult, if you play Disney's Toontown online, then when you come home, like Chris Hansen is sitting at your kitchen table. <laughs> well, one of the things that that Toontown did that that was, I think you know, somewhat novel to, to protect kids is you can only chat through a select, like a wheel of pre-selected choices. Right. So you could put together short sentences, but it was always, you know, uh, screened content essentially that you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, well, and I think a, I've seen a lot of games that actually do that with like emoji or something mm -hmm. where it's like, there's no letters, but well, you know. and, and for what it's worth, I think, I mean, there's games out there that have been geared towards kids and like families that have taken a lot of, a lot of strides to ensure protecting the children. Um, wizards one one being, uh, a, a one of note because my wife played it a lot when she was younger and so every now and then she'll get that nostalgia vibe and she'll want to go back and play it. And I'm like, that's a, it's really not for, for, you know, go play WoW or something. And she's like, yeah, but like, I, you know, I just, you know, it, it brings back memories and stuff like that. But there is a, I, I got looking into it cause I was curious. I was like, if this is for kids and it's an MMO, how do they handle this stuff? And it's pretty, pretty, pretty well. So I applaud these companies who go through the effort to take care of the kids. Cause like, there's just way too many like creeps out there. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a shame. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to get too much press for something like that. Well, right? well, right. And this is why Roblox pisses me off so much is because like they just, they just bought Gilded, right? But like, what, what is Roblox doing to actually like really curtail and take care of like their, their core audience? Not a lot. 
um, in my opinion. I feel like they're they're not really investing a huge amount of their efforts into trying to figure that out. And is what yeah, I'm like to the say. last Roblox news that I heard was uh, people were offended because kids were making like mass shooting recreations or something in there. Yeah, we talked and, about that. I think or in our yeah. last news show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good so, good to bring it up again because it's like I I, I want Roblox to do being, well. It's kids being like, you know, twelve year old four chan, right or whatever. You know, it's it's that whole like the meme trolling. Like, don't understand how serious it is. You know, it's all the lols, right? So. It's it's not like it's adults in there doing it. I would hope. I I I think I I think you might be surprised, and really? and that and that's yes, and I and I think that's the unfortunate thing. Like that's why I feel like because you don't you don't hear this kind of stuff coming out from Minecraft, at least not on not on you know as you know with especially with the way that you know what I'm saying. Like it, it just seems to be like Roblox is the biggest target for this kind of content shit. <laughs> yeah, my I French, guess because it's unmoderated, right? Like, it's, not like well, you can really moderate Minecraft either, but you know, it, even more so in Minecraft, you can do whatever the hell you want because it's your server, and with Roblox, it's their server. So it's, I guess, for that reason, it's kind of on them, right? Yeah. So, anyway, we can get off that that high horse for a minute, but yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> just it, it it would be nice to see Roblox at least it, on somehow making it look like they're doing something more than what they're doing yeah. now so anyhow well, well speaking of high horses let me get on a different high horse for a second um cd project red has been struggling to get the release of cyberpunk 2077 uh into great shape i will say um depending on who you talk to it's it's either still broken or or reasonable at this point I, I say it's reasonable at this point fair fair um but one of the things they promised was a next gen version of the game for the newer consoles would be out in the summer which uh you know they were talking august originally now they're basically saying they may not ship it even this year and the promised update of The Witcher 3 may also slip into 2022. Um, which, you know, is fine, I guess. But it's particularly weird to hear that when simultaneously they're talking about two expansions for the game plus multiplayer being back in development, which was one of the original features they uh, intended to, to release. So... You know, it it seems like they're biting off a whole bunch to uh, update the game, but they also want to do stuff that's going to make them money by, you know, selling expansions. Yeah, but it sounds like they got Baghdad Bob doing their PR. You know, it's just like, there is no problem with the game. Everything is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the company line, especially lately. So I just yeah. don't quite understand it. Well, it seems like all the lead people that were working on Cyberpunk have gone on to some like undisclosed title that they're working on. So it's like trying yeah. to get some distance from it. Well, and they hired a bunch of modders from the community to go work on Cyberpunk, apparently. So Yeah. I hear they can get know. most of Blizzard cheap if they want to. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. 
Ooh. Yikes. Shots fired. All right. Too soon. Yeah, well, no. I mean, no. Or not no, soon but enough. Right? Not, I was going to yeah, say, not soon yeah. enough, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a happier note, we are uh, recently Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is probably one of my favorite uh, open world action games of all time, uh, got a backward compatibility patch to run at 60 FPS on the new console. So if you either haven't played the game or maybe need to go back and do some of the DLC they released, uh, you can do that at um, 60 FPS now. Yeah, see, I want I want that game, but unshackled from historical context limitations so that you can do, like, Assassin's Creed and Dragons, right? Because mm. I, I want just a straight-up D&D-ass Assassin's Creed game. That, that would, would be, be interesting. Yeah, it's funny because oh, okay. well, they they came out with that one uh, I can't remember the name of that is kind of like a cartoony Assassin's Creed with a lot of like jumping puzzles and stuff in it. You know, the that mythology based thing. I can't think of the name at all. Oh, uh, Immortal Rise of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that. See, I was hoping that that was going to be like a Breath of the Wild style Assassin's Creed, and that would have hit that sweet spot, but it kind of ain't. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Ubi, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, their next couple titles, uh, how they do. Watchdog Legion certainly did not do great for them. Um, no, and they're putting like zombie mode in Watchdog Legions now. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what that's about, but okay. And then they've got the new Rainbow Six, Rainbow Zombie. Six WTF, whatever the heck mm -hmm. that game is. We, what? <laughs> it's like, it's like a hero shooter zombie thing. It's like, yeah, I, dead, Rainbow I'm, Six. I'm really disappointed in what happened with the, um, the Watch Dogs series. Cause like Watch Dogs 2 was so good in my opinion. I I really liked that because like one was okay. It, it it had some problems. I felt like especially with the driving mechanics. Yeah, but like two well, felt really clean, and you could play that in co op really well. And I I don't know the story was really good. I felt like the content was entertaining, and then you know then then the Legion. But I just it it seems like they they do a lot of like swing and misses with their stuff. Like Division was okay. Division two got better. Then they did Wildlands, and then the second Wildlands was not that great uh, comparatively, um, or whatever it was the other Ghost Recon that they did. So yeah. I just I just feel like they they kind of don't stick to the formula that made the first one good or like one of the one in the series good because watchdogs was one of those things where they they did okay and then they they finally improved upon it and then they they kind of dropped the ball to try to do something new with the third one yeah what i what i really want is like a mix of red dead redemption and saints row i'm i'm kind of looking for like a cowboy saints row that would be a good idea Mm. How, I don't know well, how that would work, but okay. I don't know. I'm looking at the next news item. It says Saints Row heads to the American Southwest in a new reboot. Yep, yep. They they announced at GamesCon uh, what last week that Saints Row is getting rebooted. Um, 
it is no longer quite the gritty street gang uh setting it's, i think they it's... lost that in two like <laughs> well, yeah i mean two two was still sort of a street gang three was was sort of this ridiculous scenario where the saints get elected the to the pre the, the boss character that you play is elected president yeah and then after. four be becomes the matrix right right so uh they're they're kind of going back to to square one with it um People certainly have not been happy with the the reveal. I think it's safe to say, or most people. Um, and then that's compounded by the fact that on PC it will only be in the Epic Game Store, which is always uh, fodder for for. Oh, that that spices up any discussion. It's yes, like you could put checkers on the Epic Game Store, and people would be like, "Frickin' ban <laughs> checkers!" Right, right. So. So yeah, I mean, I think they're, they've said, you know, hey, this is our vision, this is what we want to do. I'm just not sure, you know, why, I, I mean, I, well, I know why they're putting the Saints Row name on it, because that'll sell, but, um, you know, they, they also, I feel like, need to make some money, because their last game, uh, which was a spinoff of Saints Row, and the name is escaping me, I can picture the, the cover, but um, that did not do well, so... Um, you know, yeah, maybe, it, it maybe basically died on arrival, like instantly was dead. Yes, nobody. Yes, and it was nobody cared. It was okay. It was okay. Like was I, it I agents of it. mayhem. I think it agents was. of mayhem. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, the agents were were interesting characters, but the world was a little bland. I think was was my big issue with it. Um, so. So yeah, we'll we'll see how this new Saints Row does, but it's coming out in February, so we don't have to wait too too long for it. Bravely Default 2 is now out on Steam. It came out a couple days ago, so uh this was previously a Switch exclusive and ran at about 20 frames a second on the Switch. So it's great to see it uh coming to a modern platform with some yeah. horsepower. Hey, speaking of uh, of interesting games, I just I opened up the Xbox thing and I see Craftopia is on there. That's kind of interesting. It's it's like, uh, I it's almost like a Breath of the Wild looking game, but it's a very crafting heavy kind of thing. It's uh it's a unique animal, right? It looks like a couple of different games, but it's neither you know like none of them, um kind of a mashup title interesting that's worth a look and it's multiplayer we should play it hey does this does this does this bravely default to remind you of um final fantasy crystal chronicles or whatever yeah quite a bit so the the original bravely default was like a 3ds game and then bravely default 2 you know is everywhere right it's been i think like six months it's been out on the switch or something, yeah, so it's just now like getting that. a PC port. That's pretty yeah, slick. It's got the wonderful Denuvo on it. People are very happy about that. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Um, something that people should be happy about, moving on to our next story, is No Man's Sky got another update. I know that may seem uh, a little repetitive at this point, but this one actually looks pretty cool. You can basically be the mayor of your own planetary settlements 
you can do all kinds of new missions to help your town grow. You get benefits from having a town. Um, it looks, you know, really neat. Uh, they, it's kind of like that episode of the Mandalorian where he like rolls into that Western town and then like mm -hmm. takes over as the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, def it, it just, the, the feel of the game has always been kind of sterile. And so this makes it feel so much more alive to, to be wandering around in the, in the town. Yeah. The um, one thing though, is they broke the shit out of all of my bases. It's bad. Well, like. Did you see the screenshots where, like, I had that yeah. giant pyramid base, and now it's, like, flying in the air, and it's like, oh, huh, no. Okay. Yeah, well, and that's, and I think that's the other thing, too. When they do this kind of stuff, like, I've gone in, and I've named some planets, and I've, like, you know, founded some stuff and whatnot in my previous run-throughs. I feel like with something like this, this just is going to require coming back in from scratch and starting all over. Um, At least that's the way I, I look at it, because... The, the thing that I've learned in previous playthroughs is, is you don't need to actually build a ground base to really be functional. If you can get a decent sized, um, uh, what is it? Carrier or whatever. Raider. Raider yeah, you can actually, ship. you can actually, you can actually build out the inside of that to be what you need it to be to farm everything. And then you can kind of travel that around to wherever you need it to go and find an establishment, um, from there. But like, like that's that's the kind of thing that Jim was talking about. Like I, the, I that's what I would do. I would almost I'd almost take the freighter and have it as my home base, and then that way anything that I build down on a planet becomes like a moot point if something breaks with it. You know. Yeah. Did you see the sculpture that I posted in there? The guy like made like the giant robot sitting on the toilet posing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. and the boom box was kind of cool. So they they uh if you go into the Nexus thing, then they feature like here's community content, you know, stuff stuff that is kind of cool to go look at. So they waypoint it for you. Well, last but not least for our uh community or our game releases and updates, uh the wonderful 101, which was another original originally a Switch game. Uh, is out on PC and it got a one dollar DLC with a new uh, character in it and some new things to do. Um, the game's, if you haven't played it, is is kind of an interesting um, take on sort of a, a a superhero thing where you have a hundred and one people working together to do things and you sort of lead them around the map um, and and use their abilities to get things done. So uh, certainly a lot of fun, a little bit hard to control on the Switch or on the Wii U originally, but uh, a little bit easier on the PC, I think. So kind of a fun one. It's interesting. So so wait, did you say that this came out on the PC first and now it's on the Switch? or, or Other way around. Switch? It was originally a Wii U game, and then it was ported to the Switch, and then it came to PC and other platform uh, a couple other platforms like a year ago, maybe. See, now that's interesting. I, I wonder, so these are not Nintendo like exclusive stuff. This is, well, it was, you know, originally, but yeah, not anymore. Hmm. These are not, this is developed by <clears throat> platinum games in this case. So it wasn't sure. a, a Nintendo. Right. So game. my, my point is those, I wonder if sales reports are going to show that they do better by selling outside of their marketplace. And whether or not that might be an indication to Nintendo to look at like doing what Sony's doing. 
So... Yeah, like if a game that sells off of their Switch platform happens to make a hundred times the money that selling it on their own platform makes, maybe that'll send that message. Yeah, like what if next Christmas we get like Breath of the Wild on Steam? Like how freaking ridiculous would that be? That would be pretty mm. ridiculous. I I would buy it. I definitely. would I would buy it too. <laughs> and I've already yeah, I, I you know I yeah, feel like so. Nintendo is is basically in this mindset that they they are a hardware platform company and then the games are just to sell the hardware. And it's like no, kind of the opposite, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, if the, if anybody should take a note from Microsoft, it should be Nintendo and Sony, yeah. but but definitely Nintendo. So well, and it's always been a Nintendo's advantage to actually have like a weird hardware platform that doesn't support porting very well, right? Like, you're not going to port like a PlayStation game over to a 3DS. It's been their advantage and their downfall, though, because yeah. that means that any game that's developed for all these other platforms has to get special development for their platform, and not yeah. a lot of developers are going to do that. Or you end up with the game, it's like the game in name only, right? But it's like, uh, what was it, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out on the 3DS, but it was kind of like a top-down Metal Gear-esque <laughs> kind of game, right. and it's like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, and again, it's like the Skyrim thing. Like, why would I want to play Skyrim on this Switch when I can get a better experience playing Skyrim on literally any other platform? Right. You know, they did not port Skyrim to the 3DS, and I, I kind of <laughs> praise their restraint. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that would have been... It's not too late, been... though. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been scary. Um <laughs> So let's let's move on to some Xbox and PC specific uh, news. Couple game updates here. Uh, Wasteland Three is getting its final expansion called Cult of the Holy Detonation. I really enjoyed Wasteland Three when I played it uh, at release. I haven't gone back to the DLC, but maybe when this uh, last DLC is released, I'll I'll go through and play it all because um, I really did have fun with that game. Yeah, Wasteland is cool because it's like in that middle ground between like the the old TSR Gamma World and a Fallout, right? So it's it's definitely not a, a Fallout game. It's right. it's its own beast, right? But yeah, yeah. I kind of like it for that because it's like I have fond memories of how silly old Gamma World was, right? Like the only thing on PC that kind of approximates Gamma World other than this is um Oh crap! What's the name of it? It's a uh, it's a roguelike game, and I cannot think. Came Caves of Cud, Q U D. Mm. Yeah. So Caves of Cud, it's like you make a character, and then you start picking your mutations and stuff, and it's like, okay, well, I'm a I'm a human, but I've got lobster claws, and I'm psychic, and <laughs> and I can teleport things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I and I shoot poison quills out my back, because you know why not? Why right? not? Yeah. Yeah, dude. If you haven't played that and you like roguelike games at all, that game is a worthy investment. It's it's just ridiculous what's going on in that thing. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I think you know the big difference thematically with Fallout and Wasteland. Fallout is this like pseudo 1950s 
uh, world that that came before. Um, whereas Wasteland is actually kind of 1980s technology, and so you have uh, a little bit different vibe just from that, I think. All right, mm. so Halo Infinite uh, is coming out later this year. Uh, that is confirmed at this point. Microsoft has, has announced it. But it, when the game releases, it will not have the co-op campaign or Forge mode available. So we're not getting at, those at launch until 2022. And you know what? I'm okay with that, honestly. I, I The co-op campaign would have been nice. Um, I've played through several of the, the Halo games in co-op only. Like, I didn't play them by myself. So I'm a little disappointed by that. But I, I do understand. I'd rather they get the game out in good shape. And have it be fun. Yep. Microsoft Flight Simulator is getting multiplayer air races in its first major expansion. The game just recently came out on Xbox, and uh, I think they realized that they needed to spice it up a little bit and create something for people to do besides fly around and look at beautiful scenery. Yeah, uh, people so are a little pissed there. too about because hmm. it came out on Xbox. So when that update came out, then like the PC version had a lot of its uh, like detail stuff turned down and people were like, hey, now, you know, like, don't don't crimp us because you have to fit it on a console. Right. It's kind of like what happened whenever uh, whenever Elite came out on the Xbox and then they took away like the fog in the asteroid fields and made some like glaring visual changes. And it was just like, oh, wow, you guys nerfed the hell out of our game so you could cram it on the console. So I people were I not happy. I hadn't heard that about Flight Simulator. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I knew that that the Xbox was only, on the Series X, is only running at 4K 30 frames a second, where on PC you can you know get higher frame rates. But Dude, if I can get 4K 30 on my PC, I'm happy. So, yeah. <laughs> The fact that they can do it on an Xbox, well, I guess they might have had to turn it down a little bit, right? So Well, they certainly turned down the detail settings, but I didn't think that affected the PC at all. Like, the PC just had better detail settings available, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's not like they just knocked the sliders down. They actually took... And Microsoft, like, they came out immediately after and said, yeah, yeah, we know, right? We're We're putting it back. Right. It was just like hmm. we just had to make this sacrifice to get it out the door. But the next patch, you know, we're going to separate oh, interesting. it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, speaking of maybe surprising uh, console ports, uh, Crusader Kings 3, which is the medieval run your kingdom, uh, manage all your your family and uh, marry off your your daughters to uh, secure the alliances. Uh, simulator is coming soon for the Xbox Series consoles. Paradox has made a move to port a lot of their stuff to consoles, but uh, I'm a little surprised to see Crusader Kings 3 on that list just because it's such a, uh intensive game, and I, I think it'd be tough to do without a mouse, so it'll be interesting. State hmm. of Decay 2, the... Uh, beloved, I don't know, maybe that's too strong a word. The the fun uh, zombie sandbox 
Colony Management Simulator uh, is getting a new update, which will add the remastered Trumbull Valley, which was the setting for the first State of Decay game. Uh, so you'll be able to play, go back and play that map in State of Decay 2 now. Um, Jim, I know you were playing this again recently. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, the, the Trumbull, what was it, Trumbull uh, Valley? Valley, okay, because I keep hearing Trumbull County because that's like a county in Ohio. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, oh, wow, they got my homies in there. Ah. But it's it's not. Well, maybe it's inspired by, but yeah, I don't it think might, it's... It might it's, be. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't been there exactly. in a while. It could be kind of like a zombie outbreak. It's like <laughs> Xenia. <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoyed Sata Decay 2, but then I realized, you know, you can sort of get to a point where... Uh, it, it, you know, the the idea is that it's almost a roguelike where you, you beat a map, you, you dump, and then you carry over some of your survivors and some of their traits yeah. to your next playthrough, which... Right, and that and that's kind of where I was, right? Is like, I beat the map, right? I, I had killed every zombie on the map, you know, like all the plague hearts and stuff. And I really do like how they changed the dynamics of how plague hearts work. It's just like, mm -hmm. well, they have a zone of control around them and... You know, it, it's like this is where the bad crap spawns from. So, uh, and then each one that you kill, the next one gets harder, right? So, right. it's it's kind of it's uh, you know choose your own pain level. You know, it's <laughs> like do yeah. do I want to do... do these missions or do I want to kill another plague heart and make the whole map harder? Yeah, I do feel like I need to take a, another dive back into that game because there was just a period of time where I just wasn't feeling it. Like it just didn't do anything for me. Oh, the new update really made it like much, much better. You know, you yes. feel like you have a sense of purpose now. The problem is I took out the map. I had a base. My base is pimp, right? Like I I moved down to the mm -hmm. to the lumber mill and I've got it all pimped out and I've got some really cool vehicles that are like some Mad Max zombie smash and shit. Mm. And then it's like, oh, I could go to the next map. Well, what do I do? Well, you lose everything, basically. Yeah. You know, bring a vehicle and a couple of people, and it's like, no, no. Like if I could, if I could travel between maps, that would be a different thing, right? Because mm. if, if you have to, if it would continue to escalate, right? It's like, oh well, I've killed like ten plague hearts here. The next map, that's going to be eleven, so it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Then, yeah. Okay, because it's continuing to to get more difficult. But if it's just like, okay, well, you keep some stuff, but then everything resets back to like you just started again. It's like, I, no, you're not selling me on that. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, that's kind of where I stopped playing as well. Um, but I I do love the fact the game has four player co op. So maybe we need to uh, to fire it up as a as a. Otherwise, yeah. Oh, I absolutely would be down for that. That would be like no problem. Sold. Yeah. Very cool. Well, m looking ahead to retro, uh, just wanted to note that the Mister FPGA is has another PS One core in development. This time by FPGA uh, Zumspaz who what a name is <laughs> yes well he's a very prolific uh yeah developer 
for Mr. FPGA. He's done a number of the cores. So he's not sure whether it'll even be possible to get the PlayStation 1 working, or, or certainly, you know, maybe there's some games that may not work. Um, but he's actually got, you know, some early uh, early video of him launching this core, and he's already, you know, made quite a bit of progress. So uh, it'll be really exciting to see. In addition, there's a um, a Saturn core in development. So those are two uh, pretty exciting systems to see on the Mister. Hopefully this year. Uh, for VR news, I expect you to die. Two recently came out. Um, by most accounts, I haven't had a chance to try it yet. But by most accounts, it's a really uh, fun sequel to the original. It adds uh, some new elements, but overall, you know, plays like even better version of I expect you to die. Uh, the the hook for this game is you are a secret agent who needs to you know you get trapped in various situations and you have to uh, escape from the the evil mastermind who's trying to kill you off but of course he can't just shoot you he has to create some elaborate trap that that uh, is going to finish you off so um, pretty fun series uh, definitely worth a look if you uh, you have a VR set up resident evil 2 and 3 are getting vr mods uh they're in development now so you can look forward to even more pants pooping terror in the uh, yeah. resident evil games yeah i'm a i'm a pass on that <laughs> <laughs> resident evil 7 has only had a, a ps vr exclusive uh vr mode and that's how I first played the game. And I, I couldn't play more than about 10 minutes before yeah. I just, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm I done. got to the, I got to the refrigerator. They should have never let oh. you open that refrigerator. Yeah, that was nasty. I, I played till I met my spoilers wife, uh, in the, in the house and got attacked. And I was just like, okay, I'm out. I can't do it. Um, so, have you ever circled yeah. back? with one of the spoiler videos and listen to what the actual story of that game is. Cause it's no, interesting. No. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but it's interesting. So it's, it's worth watching one of those, like, like uh plot breakdown kind of YouTube okay. video things. Um, and then uh, real quick, I, I wanted to highlight um, for people who maybe are a little bit newer to VR, one of the, fantastic aspects of the oculus quest 2 is that you can play both oculus quest content on the headset but you can also connect it to your pc uh including wirelessly there are a couple options for doing it wirelessly mm -hmm. and play you know the full range of pc titles including things like half-life alex on this wireless headset and i i just wanted to share that I mean, to me, this is what VR should have been all along is no wires because yes. I I can't stand getting tangled up in cores and I'm certainly not going to build a ceiling mounted, you know, cable management system uh, just to play a, uh, play some games. So I, I really uh, have been impressed with this and it's, you know, fairly simple to do. You just need a decent, you know, five gigahertz router uh, in your house to to do it. So 
definitely something to check out if you're yeah, interested. As in a matter of fact, since, I have, since I've been in the new house, I've yet to throw on my VR headset. And mm. I really think it's about time that I do because now I've got... Because um, my apartment was small, right? But like now I've actually got space, especially down here in the basement. And especially since I've gotten all the, 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 the whole place sealed up and the critters taken care of. Um, yeah, because you don't want to like put a you don't want to put a thing on your face and you can't see because that's when they <laughs> they'll attack because they know like he can't see us. Look, get him. look, stop getting into my paranoia. <laughs> get out of my head, Jim. <laughs> oh, but no, that's I live that, there too, right? Like, yes, yes. You, know, you get them open rafters in the ceiling, and you get you know spiders are dark and so are the shadows so they're all up in there and they're going to drop down in your well thankfully thankfully i've got thankfully i've got actual ceilings so it is like a mostly finished basement so so i don't have to worry about that but the nice thing is though is we also have plenty of space like upstairs too so like and i've got the five gigahertz throughout so i mean like i could really take this anywhere and play it so i'm actually looking forward to getting into it more which means that i need to get youtube bums in and we can play some stuff together oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely um let's see on to switch news uh rumor is that nintendo will be adding game boy and game boy color titles to its switch online service uh you know i'm I'm sorry i just look just dump your library just put it on there dude if it was like 15 bucks a month and i can play every nintendo first party game ever you got me right right a hundred percent if you're gonna if you're gonna make me rebuy it every time and it's locked to the hardware so oh i changed platforms oh now you gotta buy well, no, no, it. no it's not even it's not even that so the, they do have that service right so the, their online service does have like where you pay and you can play some of these games but the problem is though is it's only a selection of their titles like i right. just dump everything on there and i'll and i will be 100 percent like yeah great but i kind of get tired of just hearing this like hey we're going to put some more stuff on here it's probably going to be just a couple of games well it's like they sell that nintendo mini but they didn't put every nintendo game that they made for the nes on it right and it's like why not then then people have a rom collection that's all of them and it fits like on a thumb drive that's smaller than what that console has and then people hack those things and they load up like 30 games onto it you know 40 50 60 like they they throw everything they throw the book at it you know so it's like yeah there's like 760 something nes roms that are out mm-hmm. right and that includes like japanese only stuff or whatever it's just like i i know there's that many files in that folder so so, this is, so they, they have no lack of games to choose from so good for good for you nintendo glad you're rumored to be doing that but you know do better <laughs> yeah um another bit of nintendo news i just thought this was interesting the designer of the uh nes and super nintendo Retired from Nintendo after almost 40 years. So uh, not too often we hear about somebody working for the same company for that long, although I think it's more common in Japan than it is uh, in the States. But what a career. I mean, what a what a amazing. That project. that man, that man's responsible for, you know, like 70 percent of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think um, that's how they end up working there so long is like their parents sell them to Nintendo. Oh no! Grow up. <laughs> oh no! 
Like, oh no. Yeah. Um, PlayStation news, a couple bits. <laughs> this this one probably belonged more in the uh, funny and strange section, but uh, <laughs> Sony so fans dumb. are looking for every loophole to try to to think that Starfield, the next uh, big uh, RPG from Bethesda will be coming to PlayStation. They so desperately are hoping or wanting it to come to their console that they're, you know, reading the, the tea leaves from every announcement that uh, executives from Bethesda... So, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. If the gaming industry was South Park, PlayStation fans would be Cartman. Like... Oh, no. Like, you're just like, Jesus, calm down. So, <laughs> like all the so all the people that bought that new Atari twenty six hundred and the Ouya, they're like Timmy, right? Right, Timmy. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so basically, the the most recent example of this was oh, no. uh, the folks from Bethesda commented that Starfield is launching exclusively on Xbox, and yeah. some of the PlayStation community took that to mean launching exclusively means that it will later be released on the other platform. Linux. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> yes. So at the, the up, final uh, comment from Aaron Greenberg, uh, who is one of the executives at Microsoft, said, we have tried to be as clear as possible, not a timed exclusive. This is simply where the game is being made, referring to Xbox. So... I just got a kick out of that. Uh, denial is a powerful drug, I guess. I don't know. Like it, it, and... it, it, it. Look, hold on. It'd be one thing yeah. Yeah. if it was originally promised, like as a deal, to release on the PlayStation, but it wasn't. Right, and that's been Microsoft's statement all along. Like Deathloop which was announced as a timed exclusive for PlayStation came is coming out on PlayStation exclusively for six months. Right. And then it'll come to uh, Xbox. Right. Um, they that? honored those agreements, right? What was that game that came out PlayStation exclusive? And it's, it's kind of like a dark souls, but in a space suit and you're running around on a planet thing. Mm. I, I don't know. It, uh, it came out some months ago. But I was like, well, that looks interesting. But it's like, oh, it's on PlayStation. And I'm like, oh, I won't miss it. <laughs> you know, whatever. But it's it's nice that they, they do get a few first-person or first-party, uh, like, locked-in things, right? But I, I haven't seen anything that's, like, totally driven me over there. Like, I mean, PlayStation, they got the Spider-Man games, right? That's, like, a pretty yep. strong thing. Um, still not enough to sell me a console. But sure. Yeah, well, and as we talked about before, they they seem to be dipping their toe in the PC, you know, release uh, world for a lot of these games. So we may get to play them even if it's a year after uh, it comes out on the PlayStation. Uh, speaking of maybe some controversy with PlayStation, um, Horizon. Zero Dawn was a game that was very successful last generation and eventually came out for PC. Um, the sequel is Horizon Forbidden West, and that will be launching um, next early next year, I believe it is. And 
the game was recently put up for pre-order and officially announced and all the, the pre-order bundles and everything were, were made available. And what people realized is Horizon Forbidden West will be on PS4, it will be on PS5, but you have to buy the game again at full price if you want to get it for PS4, play it, and then later want to play it on PS5 if you maybe are trying to still get a PS5. So there's no free upgrade uh, between console generations, which upset a lot of folks. Um, and it's not even a paid option. Like, you have to pay full price. So it's not even like there's a discounted upgrade, which is what uh, some publishers have done. Mm. So... Um, another bit of news from Gamescom, the xCloud service, Microsoft confirmed that this holiday, the Xbox One consoles will be getting an xCloud client, so you can play the latest Xbox Series releases over xCloud on your previous generation Xbox One. So this is a pretty big deal if you maybe haven't been able to get your hands on an Xbox Series X yet, uh, now you can still, you know, play all the latest and greatest releases, which I thought was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, uh, tinkering around with, in, in the uh, Xbox app on the PC, they actually have the xCloud stuff in there now. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been playing with that, and it, it shockingly works. Like, if you gotta, if you gotta, you know, a halfway decent internet connection, you know, uh, you don't even need anything super duper. It actually just works. Like I was playing Crimson Skies. I was through xCloud playing Crimson Skies on my PC. We're not talking about, I was streaming my console in home to my PC or whatever. Like, you know, it was, my controller was hooked up to my PC and I was playing it through xCloud, which was pretty awesome. Um, and same thing for like perfect dark or, uh, was it Banjo Kazooie and stuff like that. Like, it just it's i i'm constantly just getting continue impressed like at how how microsoft is managing all this stuff and then i can translate that to my phone and play with touch controls on some of these games like hellblade yeah, but we don't want game streaming to be too good because then mm. they'll be like this is all you need i well i mean well microsoft in some... doesn't care though right because they're still going to sell you a game pass ultimate subscription for 15 bucks a month that's what they yeah, what they want but right? i want to be able to actually have the and the, and you know and for what it's worth local. and for what it's worth i agree with you i, I think in a lot of ways too I, th- so so here's how i look at this i don't think that they're ever going to ex- for example say port their original xbox console library to pc right However, what if they just made all of their original Xbox games available to be played through, like, xCloud? Yeah. Like, that, to me, is a fair compromise. Or even their 360 library. Like, new stuff, you know, you can get it on the PC locally, but any of their their legacy stuff you can get through the xCloud. Plus, you know, maybe some of their newer stuff, even if you don't have the Series X yet... You can still yeah. play that. Like, I just think, I just think that the the fact that they're giving you all of the options ever is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I do appreciate that they've brought over so many of the original Xbox games. The curious omission to me, though, is the Mech Assault One and Two. Mm-hmm. It's a first party Mech Warrior game from Microsoft. 
Yeah, Amen. they have not brought it over. It never got even backward compatible to the 360. I don't think. Look, no. what, what, here's what I'm looking for. I, I want them to be able to uh, take Hotas support and just give me Steel Battalion. You know? Can we? You can know? We, can we talk? Can we talk about you know? that? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. that was a cool game, but you're kind of limited to. Well, you got to have that, that crazy you know, controller. That's but now like five hundred dollars if you look on eBay or some yeah. stupid shit. Right, and I and I still even if I had the controller, I can't emulate the game anywhere. So I have to Correct. have an original Xbox. So Correct. yeah, sucks. But I would definitely play it. And you know, it's like, well, you have to have like five hundred dollar controller. I have that. Like, look in my closet. It's it's called a Thrustmaster Warthog, right? Mm -hmm. With the, <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go, man. It's like I have a full keyboard and I got a stick and a throttle and two sticks and a throttle if I need it and pedals. And we're ready to. Do you want a steering wheel? I got that too. Like, just let me USB <laughs> plug this shit in. Whatever you need, I got it. And you know, let's go. Because I would really like to play that game. But yeah, it also saddens me that they made a Steel Battalion two, but it was a Connect only game and it sucked. That was three actually. Um, oh, that there was were, three. There were two. There were two for the original Xbox, and then that was the 360 release. Oh, and they brought well, it back. It was. So yes. Yes. Just plain terrible. Like Connect was never a good game controller kind of idea. It should have been a, a cool supplement to, but never your primary controller for a game. And and I don't even understand. Like I've seen video of how good the Connect is actually tracking stuff. So I really don't understand why the game couldn't process it because it it really does know exactly where all your parts are. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think part of that's, you know, it's never under ideal conditions in the average home. But, yeah, it's hard to understand for sure. Well, speaking of expensive accessories, um, Alien Pickle, I know you've got, you know, $2,000 burning a hole in your pocket and you, you want to buy a new SSD. Um, the oh, good I, news I is... wish a liquid-cooled SSD, though, that I could use because then it would <laughs> throttle itself. <sighs> yes well yeah adequate cooling is is still important for your ssds that's for sure but no, i did i saw an article that there's a liquid cooled ssd and i was just like but why though like i don't need liquid cooled ram do i maybe i do well you know do it's ssds coming. get hot they I, do they can oh. yes yeah okay um maybe if you're like mining like ssd coin or whatever the hell that's called <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what under what conditions, but I know that that they definitely have a heat throttle uh feature to them. Oh, but uh, Sabrent has a fourth generation NVMe SSD called the Rocket Four Plus, which has been out in a four terabyte capacity. Um, if you're not familiar, uh, well, Hunter, uh, it, Table for Two, take a guess at how much a uh, seven gigabit a second, four terabyte SSD will run you. Uh, six hundred six hundred dollars. Uh, that is low. It is actually a thousand dollar SSD. Oh, I was going to um, double that. So okay. Well, and so the eight terabyte 
you know, if you imagine it's double the capacity and, and that probably comes at a bit of a premium, we're probably talking about a $2,100 uh, SSD. So um, say, start saving your pennies, kids, because... Yeah, yeah. I You know, what I really want is a place that I can park eight terabytes of data that can just silently fail, that I'll lose all that data without any kind of warning. <laughs> you know, at least like hard drives, they tend to degrade. They give you a little bit of a warning when they're on their way out. And, you know, if you choose to ignore that, it's on you. But generally, you'll start getting some errors and you'll be like, mm, this thing is not long for this world. But SSDs, it's just like, surprise, it's gone. Well, I, what what you are saying what i'm hearing you say jim is that you clearly need two of these eight terabyte ssds you can run them raid one that's to have probably a not correct either so i would i would actually run a, a spinner because it's cheap and that would be the backup mm. and then i would use the ssd as the actual thing so because it's not really like write speed that i want from the thing usually yeah, it's like yeah that would speed, be interesting. Right? So if I'm reading, it doesn't really matter. If I'm writing, go ahead and mirror. I can wait for the I.O. Yeah. Or just mirror it at night. Yeah, just know, mirror it asynchronously. Yeah, I, I think that tiering, essentially tiered storage would, would make a lot of sense. AMD's motherboards actually have that as a feature now. Um, I don't use it, but I, I'm aware that it's it's available. That's so. very modern of them. Yes, yes. It's almost like the storage industry has been doing this for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> we All could right, have well... tiered storage, too, and then the computer can figure out what needs to be on your SSD hmm. based on your access patterns. Hmm, what an interesting idea. All right, well, let's, let's go on. Um, we talked about a story, I think, uh, last time where we had a number of RTX 3090 cards that were basically melting down playing the Amazon Game Studio uh, MMO New World. Oh, yeah, and... I saw that they put out a video where EVGA explained how... Yep. Yeah, I haven't watched it, though, so please explain for them. Yeah, well, explained. basically what EVGA came out and, and said is that they actually had a batch of 3090s that had bad solder joints on them. And so as the card heated up, the solder uh, joints broke on some of the chips on the board, and that's what was causing these failures, and that it was wow, a it's very... like a red ring of death happening yeah. right yeah. there. And they replaced these cards for free under warranty for the people who were affected. And they basically said it was a quality control issue. You know, they don't expect it to be repeated. So, um, but that's the only not... game that could make those cards hot enough to do it. Uh, well, yeah, that part, they, they kind of said it wasn't New World's fault. It would have happened sooner or later. But it, it is interesting that New World seemed to be the trigger there. I guess the uncapped frame rate uh, yeah. was pushing the cards harder. I wonder how uh, a 4090 would do with it. <laughs> Hmm. Well, you that know, we'll find out. That that, that video, video was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was like um, it's all fans. Gee, I, I don't the TI, like the the TI model. Oh my god, I about fell on the floor. Yeah, it was like it was basically like a computer case full of fans that mm -hmm. was plugged into a motherboard. Oh my amazing. He, that dude, like sometimes people spend a lot of money on making a meme. 
and it's like a five minute video that probably cost him a thousand dollars to <laughs> just buy all those fans. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, you guys, we've talked about it on the show a few times. DLSS is NVIDIA's technology for AI upscaling, which allows you to render a game at lower resolution, get better frame rate, and then upscale it for free, air quotes. Um, and that improves the look of the game as if it were basically as if it were rendered at the higher resolution. So uh, the one problem with this is it's a new technology and it's rapidly evolving. And so older games that have released with this uh, DLSS aren't getting updated as often. So they're not taking advantage of the updates to this technology. Well, it turns out that all you really need to do is change out a DLL uh, file in the, the older games to get them the latest features from DLSS, the better quality, better uh, performance, things like that. So there's a tool called DLSS Swapper available now that will go in and grab the um, latest DLSS DLL and update your games for you if you you go through and do that now obviously you know the developers aren't testing this there could be compatibility problems but generally speaking when people have done this they've found it to be a nice free upgrade for their games so something to That's check nice. out it's That's... almost like the game has its own DirectX packed with it and then you just update DirectX in the game yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's not really DirectX but it's it's that thing right where they right. they offload the interface to some exterior module. So I'm I'm kind of curious why they don't just make it a system level module instead of packing it in. I but then again you get into like DLL hell, right? So Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, it sure it sure seems like they could have if it's that easy to just drop in the new the new update. Um speaking of updates, Nvidia Broadcast, which is a little utility that's free uh, you can use it on newer NVIDIA cards, and it does things like background removal for video and audio uh, noise filtering. Got an update, and the big uh, <laughs> the big update, or the big feature of this update is higher-pitched voices work better, and uh, people with loud voices also uh, work better with the technology. I guess it was filtering out. Uh, so, some so basically, it's powered by annoyance, right? Like if you're loud <laughs> or squeaky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, all right. So the modern challenge of gaming without a strong internet connection. Ours recently uh, published this, this article talking about how games now are so dependent on internet access that it's uh, actually, you know, cutting out a lot of gamers from the market. 13.4% um, of U.S. households have no internet connection. Um, half a percent are still on dial-up, and 4% are uh, on satellite connections, which means, you know, we're talking about roughly 20% of the, mar of the uh, market in the U.S., I had no Don't idea we have... had such a high Amish population. Oh, well, you know. But, I mean, in some rural areas, like, you just don't have a choice. There's no good options for, for Internet. And, and in most U.S. cities, you only have one, really, uh, right. in most cases. So, 
Um, yes, they thank, were, you know, thank I thought, you, Urban Monopolies. Municipal, yes. Whatever cable company stuff. Like, who thought it was a good idea to give the cable companies domain over the internet, which would directly compete against cable in the near future? Yeah. Back then. So probably not good. But it's also a thing, like here in North Carolina, we had a town that decided, like, screw you guys, we're starting our own ISP. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be like a, co- a cooperative collective ISP in the town. And the like the cable company was just like suing the shit out of the town. Yep. Like, you're not allowed to do that. It's like, whoa, welcome to America. This yeah. is how we do. Well, and, and AT&T is notorious uh, for doing the exact same thing where they, you know, any municipal Wi-Fi or municipal broadband, uh, they will tie it up in court for years um chattanooga tennessee famously uh is one example of that it's it's really disgusting um hey why innovate when you can litigate yeah exactly that just angers me but uh i thought it was an interesting point that that a lot of people haven't considered that you know hey there there are folks out there who don't have uh great internet and uh, in an you know in a world where a 200 gig, 250 gig game like Call of Duty gets patched pretty regularly every week or two. And when it does, those patches can be gigs and gigs and gigs. Uh, you know, it's not really feasible to play that game. Yeah, kids um, today will never know the pain of trying to download a floppy disk at 300 baud. <laughs> yes, well... 770k is a lot of k at 300 baud. Yes. It's like, oh how many God. hours have you got? Leave the leave the computer on overnight. I yes. remember that. Um, all right. So on on a on a sad note, uh, what that was the now, happy story? That was the happy story. Oh shit! So Brace it's going to get worse. Strap in, kids, because we're going on a roller coaster ride. Um, the PS5 and Xbox Series X are still, you know, rare. They're hard to get. Um, that's because of component shortages, and those may last well into 2023. Um, Does that just this, depend on whether China invades Taiwan on schedule? Or uh, well, I think it's more to do with, you know, the, the global uh, supply chain just has been very slow to recover uh, and get back up to, you know, um, mass production. In In addition to that... What we've heard from TSMC and Samsung, two of the larger chip manufacturers, is they are raising their prices, their wholesale prices, 20% across the board to uh, basically accommodate inflation and and the cost of materials. So it's very possible that even when we do get these consoles, um, they will be, you know, Five hundred fifty, six hundred dollars at some point, rather than than five hundred, um, just because of the higher cost of manufacturing. So, uh, it definitely seems like we're we're in for a bumpy ride here. Uh, yeah. For a little well, if while. you look at the if you look at what the dollar has done since the first Xbox came out at five hundred dollars, and now the new Xbox comes out at five hundred dollars, but the actual purchase power of five hundred dollars is about half. So mm. the console has stayed the same price yet been halved in price pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I remember um the VR headset that I worked on in the 90s uh was 
eight hundred dollars in nineteen ninety five, which in today's prices is well over a thousand bucks. So wow. were you working you know, on that Sega headset that was like no twelve frames no. a second? Yeah, no, it was the Forte VFX one, which was a whopping three hundred and twenty by two hundred per eye, uh, and worked with popular games of the day such as Rise of the Triad, EF two thousand, Eurofighter two thousand, and Doom. Oh. So it was. Can you uh, imagine how far ahead of the game Nintendo would have been if they'd have just had a head strap for that Virtual Boy? You just bolt it onto your face, and it's a VR headset. Yeah, yeah. But it would be just vector VR. Amazing. Yes. All yeah, right. I remember uh, that. I remember that Sony one that they were working on, right? It was mm-hmm. like for Genesis, and it was a VR headset thing. Yeah. yeah, there was there was one for the Atari Jaguar too that was shown at a few trade shows. So, um. Windows 11, we got a release date for the next operating system. It'll be out October 5th. Um, I, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a disaster, guys. Uh, I turned on the FTPM in my CPU, and you know, booted up my machine, and it secure booted, and Windows was happy as a clam and said, "You're ready for Windows 11." And then I rebooted my machine, and it wouldn't boot. And I had to reboot it about 20 times to get back into the BIOS and disable the FTPM so that it would boot again. I don't know what. That, that is sweet. What is FTPM? Yeah. Is that uh, like... TPM is Trusted Platform Module, which oh, is yeah, required reason... for Windows 11. Right. The reason and... that I can't install it on mine because right. I don't have one. Well, and the FTPM is the one that's built into a lot of CPUs where they just, you know, it's part of the CPU rather than needing a separate module. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at least in my case, the, the support seems, you know, poor <laughs> uh, yeah. at best. So. Well, I heard, like, the the TPM things that you can buy to actually plug into your motherboard. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, because Windows got announced with that, so there's been a run on them, so you can't yeah. buy them because people are scalping them for, like, a gajillion dollars on eBay. Yeah, I have one on order for my new build uh since july and really like new is, builds didn't come with one it, it 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 there's a spot on the motherboard for the the standalone tpm right which i i just can't I, believe that a brand new build doesn't have it built in well especially because it's required for windows now so right. that's why i was trying the one that was built into the chip which clearly was not working well but i'm i was it's a 20 dollar part is the silly thing but I can't get one because they're backordered through the end of September. So hopefully it'll it'll arrive before Windows 11 uh, actually ships, and then I can drop it on my motherboard, and hopefully everything just works. But I think I think this um, is going to be like they're going to have to back down on that shit because so few people are going to actually be able to install Windows 11 on day one. It's just going to yeah. be like new OS is out. Cool. One percent of our population actually can <laughs> use this, so yeah, you know, and well, and it's not like people are going to run out and buy a new machine like woo Windows Eleven, no. got to get a well, new box. Especially with the economy and how much you know computers are costing these days. If you can even get one, that's yeah, the thing, yeah. right? So I we'll see what happens. I I gather that the plan is all the manufacturers are going to. Uh, ship BIOS updates, which will turn on the on-chip TPM 
by default. Uh, and that'll be the Windows 11 ready BIOS. But like I said, that's what I did for mine manually. And it, it caused me some serious problems. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this, how this plays out. Um, for gamers, the reason that you might want Windows 11 and you might want to jump on that bandwagon is you're getting the latest version of DirectX 12. You're getting the new Direct Storage API, which first released on the Xbox Series consoles, and it streamlines the access to storage, so you get a lot faster um, uh, load times in your games. And you're getting Auto HDR, which uh, basically uses AI to add HDR highlights into games that were never designed for HDR. Some people, you know, certainly there are games where it doesn't work as well as you'd hope, but you can go in and turn it off. But in a lot of cases, it makes games uh, really pop if you have HDR. So that's kind of the the selling point why you might want to try and get Windows 11, I guess. But um, I suspect yeah. the average consumer, it'll be a while. I think, like, I don't know. For me, it's that I'm being told that they finally got rid of having, like, two separate control panels things like mm -hmm. that you know so mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like windows 10 bolted on top of windows 2000 <laughs> or whatever yeah. right because that's kind of how it, how it was right is like well, we still have some windows xp looking stuff in here but then we put our new like uh whatever their common windows platform whatever that was right uh, oh uwp universal yeah, windows UWP, platform right yeah. Yeah, yep. and it, so it's like half the OS is in that, but then we just didn't have time, I guess, to yep. convert over the rest of the control panel to that. And it's like, really? But Windows 10's been out for how many years? Uh, like seven, several. eight years? Yeah. 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 Like, haven't had time to, to like catch up on that yet, huh? Come on, guys. Yeah, I think it's just they didn't make it a priority, but it seems ludicrous. Um, all right. Well, we got a few more stories to get through. I know we're, we're, um, over our, our, uh, usual time. So I'll run through these pretty quick. Um, if you wonder why Epic store has been giving away free games so often, they've been doing every week for the last year and a half, I think maybe longer. Um, they gained 7 million new when they put up GTA five as a free giveaway. So that's 7 million people that went and registered an account on the Epic Store. Um, and obviously they're hoping they'll get some number of those to buy games from Epic uh, as a yeah, result. Yeah, all the, all the GTA hackers with how many how many accounts can we make each so <laughs> yeah, that we can yeah. be dropping money on people in GTA. Uh, kids in China are now restricted to just three hours of online gaming per week. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say to that other than, like, it is what it is. I mean. Well, I know a lot of, you know, one of the, the areas where China has been dominating, uh, economically lately is video games. Tencent owns a good piece of several different gaming companies and they're pissed you know they're they're not happy about this because it directly impacts their business so it'll be very interesting to see if uh you know if this sticks or they can pay off the right 
you know, ministers in the in the government to get this reversed. But well, what if video games actually are a Chinese plot to rot our brains and then <laughs> make us easier to conquer? And Maybe. that's why they're protecting their own children from it because they know what they've made. Right. Uh, could be. Um, Konami is switching off the Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain PS3 and Xbox 360 servers. I no. didn't even realize that oh. those games were on PS3 and Xbox 360. I guess I thought that Metal well, Gear Solid multiplayer. Five. Well, I thought that game was on the newer consoles. I didn't realize that it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was on released. the older stuff too. Yeah. Huh. I, I, so, I'm shocked actually that it, you know, because like, who who bothered, you know, right back then with those? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I but I guess they're just shutting off multiplayer support, right? Like, in yeah. in a modern console, if they said, "Hey, we're shutting the servers down," that's kind of like, well, you're not going to play that game anymore. Because right, <laughs> right, right. So it's a different thing. It's just like, well, I, that won't be missed. But if it was like, hey, you can't even boot this game anymore. That that'll be this gen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's depressing to think about. But yeah, you're right. Um, so a uh, a man recently invaded a live TV show, uh, a German on German TV called Beat the Star, and uh, <laughs> did he beat his, the star? Well, no, his uh. His request on the show was demanding an update or or the the Grand Theft Auto Six release. So, <laughs> what the? Um, hell? Yeah, it's just sort of a bizarre bizarre it's like, story. It's but... like a hostage situation, right? Like the cops are outside, yes. you know, and they're like, "Does he have demands?" Yeah, he wants like a helicopter, a million dollars, and GTA Six. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um. So uh, we have another entry in the esports uh, scene, guys. A new game is is coming out. It's dominating. Well, maybe that's stating it a little strongly, but you could win forty grand in the latest tournament. Any guesses as to which game I could be talking about? Ha- has to be Call related to Nexon. Uh, hey. Well, go Apex ahead. Apex Legends. Uh... Stardew Valley. Has Say a forty thousand dollar turn esports tournament going on. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, okay. I mean, if if farming simulator can be an esport, I guess anything can. Uh, I that just baffled me. But um, yeah, that's a thing, right? Like, yeah, speedrunners though. Like, have you mm. ever watched a a speed run of Stardew oh, yeah. Valley? Not well, not of Stardew Valley, but certainly in general. Um, I can't even imagine. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a skill like anything else. But yeah, it's like whenever I want to, whenever I want a awareness of how much I suck at a game, I just <laughs> turn on Games Done Quick and watch somebody yeah. blow it out in five minutes. Yeah. Um, the game Deus Ex: Human Revolution, which was a uh sort of reboot of the or reimagining of the Deus Ex franchise, had its tenth birthday recently which just makes me feel old. Um, I wanted to highlight this because it's a neat little milestone, obviously, but also because I think this is one of the the significantly underrated games of the last uh, 10 years or so. 
it's a great, great action shooter. It's got great RPG mechanics. You can legitimately solve the puzzles in the game uh, multiple ways. You can go stealth, you can go action, you can build your character to be successful in either of those paths, which is, uh, you know, really tough to do from a game design standpoint, I think. So, uh, well worth revisiting uh, if you if you haven't played it. Um, it's a it's a super fun game, and of course you can get it on Steam. You know, you want to freak out, right? Like, you know what mm. else is coming up on a 10th anniversary? Oh, Star God. Citizen. Well, it's funny that you bring that up, because that's actually one of our, our last stories here. Um, there was recently an article on uh, tech and gaming just sort of summarizing the state of things uh, with Star Citizen. And their headline was a $400 plus million gaming project with no release date in sight. Uh, I know uh, some of our community members, including Table for Two, have been playing it again recently. And so uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, maybe you could give us kind of a state of affairs from your perspective. Look, I don't work for RSI. I cannot give an official statement. <laughs> Um, well, what are your impressions? Though? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so, so I, so, so my relationship with Star Citizen goes back to its origins, right? So I backed the game on Kickstarter, way back when it was on Kickstarter, and wow. um, you know, both Alien Pickle and I used to be part of a, another community that was heavily involved with space games, and um. There was there was tons of controversy over the years. We've even uh, had conversations with uh, um, a pseudo famous person by the name of Derek Smart um, on on you know who is. It's funny that he is so critical of Star Citizen when his own games are questionable as well. Um, although I dare say he did release games. Is a generous so term. well. The the reason why I say that is because he did indeed actually release games as opposed to the good, bad, or otherwise, they were released. And uh, you can't really say that for Star Citizen. However, I've been playing recently on their latest version, and shockingly, the bugs are... They're, they have fleshed it out rather well. Um, it still needs work, obviously, but like... I can actually play the game and make persistent like upgrades to my account. I can actually make money in the game and buy ships in the game. Like I've I've actually been able to make money in the game and buy like uh, cars and miner ships and all kinds of stuff, uh, armor, guns, upgrades, and that stuff gets tied to my physical account. So uh, when they do upgrade the version to something new, they wipe your character, so you have to make a new character when a new version comes out. But all your assets that you buy within the game anytime you play get bound to your account. So that way, nothing is, is actually lost. Money, reputation, you name it. It's all physically tied to your account. So I, I say that they're actually coming along well. I make a prediction that Star Citizen will be released in two years. And consider this. I know that it's the most money in, involved like game of all time and it hasn't released yet. But when you consider that there are some games that we just don't know their their development cycle get worked on for like 10 plus years also and then they get launched, but we don't know about them coming out until like 2 or 3 years before they come out because they're not ready to disclose it. 
this has been one of those rare moments where we've seen a game from inception to potentially fruition, although it's had the most money tied into it that we've ever seen before. So maybe there's something to be said about that. I'm not I'm not trying to be a Star Citizen apologist or defendant. I'm just trying to be neutral optimist. So they they actually finally put a game in the thing after ten years. Right. So it's there's no there... just a tech demo. Right, there is there is something to be said about it at its current state, finally. So, yeah, I feel like they've come, just come remade to a... the game how many times, right? Because like the tech has changed along the way, and they they've kind of like origin of old, right? It was like, do you remember back in the day with origin games? It was always like, well, I'll, this game comes out, and next year people will have a PC that can run it. And I feel like this game was kind of that way too, but they've just always kept it like unoptimized, like a leap ahead <laughs> of everybody's hardware. So it's finally getting to the point where it's like, okay, it's getting optimized down to where people can actually run it and get 30 or 60 frames a second. They figured yeah. that culling issue out. I can't, I still can't believe that they had that problem right like it was, it's like hey we're going to simulate the whole universe but we're not going to actually cull things out of ram so we're going to load the entire universe into ram no matter where you are like every object in the game gets loaded kind of thing and it was just like wow uh you guys have programmed before right <laughs> so yeah. they've had to go back and like refactor that thing they've they've probably made star citizen like five times by now and yeah, it just gets better every time. But I, I feel like every time they do like a point release, it's actually like a full recode. Yeah, and there's something I, to be said there. But if you guys are interested, you guys can all come to our Discord and I will be happy to do some gameplay sessions with you all and like show you what's up. And uh, well, let's do it, man, right now. Let's, let's go. Uh, yeah. Well, not, after not, the show. Sure, sure. There you go. Well, so one thing I. I confess to ignorance right i didn't back it i i just didn't i didn't buy into you know uh kickstarter at the time uh as being viable way to deliver these products or projects or disapproves uh, yeah, yeah he's 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 not impressed with star citizen i guess um so i never like bought into it and now that it's uh you know actually got some gameplay apparently Jeez Louise. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The rooster's very vocal today. Um, now that the game's actually got some gameplay, like, I'm kind of interested to try it. H how do you get it? Like, that's the part I haven't actually been able to figure out. So uh, you go to their website and you uh, purchase a package of whatever it is, and then you can download the game. However, however... What you can do is you can also wait till one of their free fly weekends that they do, and uh, you can download the game and play it for free. All you have to do is make an account, and you can test out the game during one of their free fly weekends. That that is hands down probably one of the best ways to see if what what the the hype is about. And they do free fly weekends like every uh, couple of months. You'll you'll get another weekend where they are um showing off uh you know what's what, you know stuff that's going on so um for what it's worth there's that so 
All right. Well, uh, I think we, we've covered just about everything in our show notes. The last story that I wanted to mention, and I think this is a great note to go out on, um, there was a product put on sale that uh, you might want to check out if you are a Nintendo DS user, not the 3DS, but the DS. Um, Amazon apparently found a box in the back of the warehouse somewhere because they are selling the Nintendo DS web browser cartridge for $26.38. So this will let you get online and browse the web on the tiny, tiny, tiny DS screen uh, for for just $27 plus tax. I am so I know, shocked that yeah. you had to have a cartridge to do that because the DS had like an online store, didn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it did, yeah. but it didn't I, have a browser. I know, but I can't understand why they didn't distribute it on the online store. Yeah, well, cartridge is it, it? You know what would be the best, right? Is if it was actually like Netscape Navigator on a cartridge. Yeah, well, it, it, the 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 funny thing is, you know, it's got it's so old that it's got a ton of security issues. It has trouble even loading images, uh, complex pages, and it, it's you know got to format it super narrow. And, uh, you know, the, the memory available to this thing is only 8 megabytes. So you can imagine there aren't many websites uh, that would actually be able to load <laughs> in that. So, Good God. Uh, yeah, something, something to, uh, to giggle about as we uh, call it a wrap, I think. Well, was the DS itself limited? Like, like games on it only had 8 megs to play with? Uh yeah I I gather this was eight megabytes of memory in the cartridge so I don't know oh. what the actual DS uh memory is offhand I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's pretty small though it's been yeah a lot of years well my my first gaming PC had four megs of RAM in it so sure well yeah well right, this Hunter, is why don't you take us out. Yeah, this is uh this has been a fun chat, a long chat, but well worth it. I like it a lot. Uh we're still running our giveaway over on our Discord server, so feel free to come over and check that out. Uh 100 for 100. Uh so we got some Amazon gift cards we got to give away. And we've also got some game servers, uh Battlefield 4, Unreal Tournament, those kinds of things. Again, feel free to come on over and check those out. Um yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think that's it. Uh, this has been episode number 43. Or, wow, no, 34. I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic. 34. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>